thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past and like a watched in the night. Please focus your attention on the screen. You may be seated.
Amen. Let's give the Lord Jesus Christ a hand clap. Come on, you can do better than that. The Lord is our shepherd, and we shall not want. He maketh us to lie down in green pastures. He restores our soul. Giving all honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and honor to our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond Maurice Gordon, Sr., we are sorry for the passing of Brother Elder Deacon Byrne Mosley. May God's love provide the family with comfort during this difficult time. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Our senior pastor regretfully cannot be here today, but he asked me to read a document he wrote to Elder Mosley in sorrow. Diane Gordon, Chief of Staff, Yvette Jennings, Chief Financial Officer, Deacon Ernest Armstead, First Financial Elder, Reverend Luther Jackson, Secretary, Lead Elder, Deacon Jose Johnson, Second Financial Elder, August 11th, 2023. Dear family of Elder Deacon Byron Mosley, we are truly sorry for the loss of our beloved Elder and Deacon Byron Mosley. I thank our Lord Jesus Christ for Elder Mosley, who was a tremendous man of truth, trust, transformation, and triumph. He was a humble, faithful, and loving person who totally and respectfully supported me as pastor and overseer through thick and thin. Elder Mosley served from his heart and he glorified the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord places around us his anointed and wise people who are dedicated and diligent. I will forever love and appreciate him. His lovely and supportive wife, and his dynamic daughters, and his family total. We will sincerely miss Elder Mosley, and it is our prayer that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will bless all of you with comfort and strength as he has graduated to glory. And praise Jesus, we will see him again. To be absent from the body, is to be present with the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8. We love you and we will continue to pray for you. In Christ's love, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, Sr., Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, Sr., Senior Pastor. Amen? Amen. At this time... We will have a song selection by Miss Terry Kaya, Sovereign. Amen? Is Terry here? Oh, okay, come right on.
Praise the Lord, Terry. Is Pastor um, David Williams here? Please come forward. And you're from New Spring Baptist Church in Philadelphia. Come, come on up and let us have a prayer of comfort for the family. Let it be hard to pray. Eternal God, our Father, we bless your holy and righteous name. We, we praise your name. You are our awesome God. For you've ordered our steps this morning. You've, you've caused your will to move our steps. And God, we thank you. Your word tells us that it's, it's good for us to be here this morning. Better to go to the house of mourning than the house of folly. And God, you, you sent one of your servants. Use him in this house of worship. You blessed him in this house of worship. And he's the vehicle that brought us here this morning. And we thank you for his life. We thank you for how you used him throughout his life, how you blessed him, how he walked before other men. We ask God that you bless his family in the name of Jesus because they walk with him. And their lives glorified you. So God, we thank you for Baron today. We thank you for his companion. We thank you for his children. Thank you for his pastor, for his church family. See, these are the people that he loved. So God, we give you glory. And we magnify your holy and righteous name. We praise you today for allowing me to have a friend that loveth at all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thank you for his life and how he blessed my life. He shared with me that, that when, when, when he found you and you found him, he said, I got something to tell you. He said, I got saved today. <laughs> I thought Barry was saved all the time. <laughs> he was just that good a man. And you set him in our midst and blessed his life with all his problems. Baron taught us to pray, God. You use him to teach us to pray. You, he'd be crossing the street. And we'd pray because Baron's uh, sight was limited. But I watched you protect him down through the years. How you kept him from hurt, harm, 
and danger. And I thank you. I praise your name. Glory to your name. I know he served you because we talked about you. Yeah, we 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 were distanced in in, in in space. But I'd say, man, how you doing? You'd say the Lord is good. <laughs> He's good. So we thank you, God, for being so good to Bam. And how you allowed me to have a friend. Our relationship lasts a long time. But you were in the midst of what we talked about. You were in the midst of our concerns. And God, I thank you for how you blessed us to share our lives. Thank you, Lord, for bearing Mosley. Thank you, God, for his companion. Thank you for his family. I ask God that you bless them and keep them till we all get together one more time. You knew how Baron loved fellowship. <laughs> when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing it will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. We ask that you bless this church family as well, God. Bless and keep us is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. At this time, we're going to ask Brother Wim Tanksley, are you here? Come on up and I'm going to read for us the Old Testament, Song 23, and the New Testament, John 14, verses 1 through 6. Amen. shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. The New Testament reading will be John 14, 1, verses 1 to 6. 
Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. This is what the Lord was saying. Because in my Father's house are many dwelling places. And if it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way where I, where I am going. Thomas, disciple, said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How do we know the way? Come on. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. Now, how now you know him and have seen me? Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long that you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip. This ends the reading of God's word. And I want you to have a blessed, wonderful day. And that, uh, you guys, to let you know, I've known Baron. Oh my gosh, we grew up together. We four months apart, up on the hill in Camden. Thank you, brother. Okay. Let me script you. No problem. We'll, we'll we'll talk later. Thank you. Now we will have a song selection by our own Deacon. Richard Nash, Deacon Nash, oh, Day along with Deacon Mosley, I'm satisfied. I'm so satisfied. I'm so satisfied with my He means more to me. 
Thank you, sir. Come on, let's give Lord Jesus Christ a hand clap. You could do better than that. Come on, let's bless him, for he is a good God. He is a faithful God, and he's an all-time God and a mighty God. We serve. His name is Lord Jesus Christ. He's the Son of God. He's God the Son. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Let us give him one more hand clap of praise. At this time, for the sake of the family time, we have uh, remarks, and the family has limited the the remarks to two minutes each. And in this order, if you would come, uh, certainly would appreciate it, and so would the family. We have remarks by starting with, I'm going to read these, all the names, and if you forget, I'll come back. Uh, We start with Deacon James Johnson, then Deacon William Smith, many of you know him as Bill Smith, Deacon Ron West, or Ronald West, Deacon Thomas Williams, Deacon Wayne Thomas, Deacon Jonathan Lambert, Deacon Ernie Armstead, and then we, you would come in that order, and we would ask that you would keep it to two minutes. If some of you are shorter, we understand. If some of you are longer, we're going to get a, nap, a, a, a tap. Amen. For the sake of the family. Amen. Come on up, brother. Thank you so very much. Come on, let's praise the Lord. This is a celebration of an honorable, an honorable man of God who I loved dearly. To Mother Mosley, Bernice, Beatrice, and all the rest of their family, you have my warmest condolences. I loved him. I loved him. I met him when I first got here over 20 years ago. Okay? Part of the shelter ministry. And if any of you served in the shelter ministry, would you please stand right now? Amen. And that's just a, a few that he has affected and touched. Thank you, gentlemen. Amen. Not only was he a father figure to me, he was a mentor and one of the truest men of God that I've ever met in my life, okay? And he was my number one model because when y'all see him walking around here with them suits and ties and all that kind of stuff, he got that from me. My number one model. Loved him. Loved him to death. But we've always prayed for him, as the pastor said, when he, when he crossed the street, when he took the bus to work. How he done what he did, I don't know. Now, he might have suffered with bad sight, 
but he certainly had insight. The Holy Spirit was with him every step of the way, walk with him every step of the way, carry him every place that he went. That man could exegete. He knew hermeneutics. And we knew this because he made us come correct. When we was at the shelter, ministering to the less fortunate. I will always love him. Amen. I will always appreciate him. And this is double hard for me because I just buried my father last Saturday. And the, the day before that ceremony, my spiritual father went home. But let me tell you something. It is well with my soul. Because okay. no more suffering for any of Amen. them. And just this one more thing, Reverend Jackson, before you pull me down. Uh, you okay. Uh, people don't understand. When you ask for healing, the ultimate healing is when you see Jesus' face. Thank you, brother. And they are right now. Thank you, no brother. more pain and no more suffering. Thank you, brother. Amen. Amen. That's part of your time also. That was the best part of my time. <laughs> Good morning. To the family, please, we, please accept our condolences. We certainly love Brother Mosley. Uh, we were fortunate, my wife and I were fortunate enough to meet Baron Mosley because he interviewed my wife and I, he and Annette, for, to become a deacon and deaconess. Baron was one of a kind. He was funny, he was stern, and he was a very loving individual. He was the epitome of a deacon, and he was totally dedicated to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and his family. He had a joke side about him, though. Uh, as training as a deacon, we would all go out and serve communion. And I was in training and had the advantage of traveling with three senior deacons to go serve communion. And in the process of going, we practiced a song that we sang all the time. And it was pretty good. I thought, wow, in training, this is good. They harmonize and everything. We served the first two. That was great. We got to the third one. And as the communion was ending, Baron asked the family, what song did they want to hear? <laughs> Which certainly threw us all off. But through God's grace, we made it through. Uh, I used to be able to pick him up a lot and take him to meetings for the men's retreat, the men's breakfast. And every so often he would say to me, I would say to him, I'm really tired. It's been a rough day or a rough week. And he'd say, no problem. If you want, I'll drive. <laughs> <laughs> I admired Barron's determination to succeed in his spiritual life. But a lot of us will... If it rains or snows or anything like that, we'll look for an excuse not to go to church or work. That was not barren. He, he was a man that knew he had to take care of his family, and he knew he had to do God's work. And no matter what the circumstances, he showed up and did it. And let's remember, he did not drive. He would take the bus and wait in that weather and, and, and everything like that. 
I, my thought process of when we heard the news about Barron on Friday morning, I thought of Matthew 25, 21, where it says, His Lord said unto him, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee rule over many things. Enter into thy joy of thy Lord. Welcome home, Baron. Thank you, Dick. Thank you. Next, we will have Deacon Ronald West. And I failed to uh, mention this, but this service is being, it's being uh, streamed. Amen. All glory to Jesus and giving honor to our pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, Sr. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. It's with great honor that I get a chance to share some thoughts on our, our brother, Deacon Baron Mosley, my friend, and I'm glad to say my mentor. During the course of our lives, we will befriend many people. However, we will only encounter a handful of people whom the Lord will use to significantly affect our lives for his glory. In my life, as well as many others, Barron was that guy. Our pastor pours himself into many of us in this congregation. Well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, as this is exactly what Barron uh, has done for many of us. Barron would give of himself despite any struggles he was enduring at the time. He and his lovely family hosted an annual after Thanksgiving dinner where as many as 100 people or more would attend. We knew he did not always feel up to it, but he hosted it anyway. He was always available to speak to us uh, when, he had pressing when we had pressing issues in our lives that we needed to share with someone, and we knew that the conversation would go no further. In fact, he was calling, checking on all of us approximately two weeks passing, uh, before his passing into glory. Barron was a master at getting people to engage in ministry. It usually started with the very simple, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> the Lord used Barron as an instrument in encouraging many, many lives. Like so many others, I've shed my tears for my, my mentor, but I've recently developed a strategy to help deal with uh, when a Christian passes. When a Christian passes, I think to myself, wow, Barron is spending his first few minutes hours and days in the presence of the Lord. How cool is that? If I may, I would like to leave Sister Annette and the, the family with this encouragement. We are separated from one another by, the passing, by us passing into eternity, which leaves us extremely sad. Jesus is the only relationship that we have that no matter where we are, uh, he is with you. He is with you here. He is with you in glory. He got you. Amen? Amen. Thank you, brother. Digging Tom Wims. Good morning. Um, give an honor to God, uh, our pastor, uh, the ministers, and the family. Um, 
I wanted to, uh, my name is, I'm, I'm Tom Williams, he introduced me, but Baron was a dear friend of mine. Matter of fact, uh, the Mosley family was the first family to connect with us when we, trans, when we transplanted from Michigan to New Jersey in 1988. So um, it's been a long journey and it's been a wonderful journey. Um, Baron and I were among the first deacons Pastor Gordon called to serve under him at St. Matthew's. Um, and as you've heard, he was, he was quite a man. Uh, he made no excuses and he was committed to the work. And he was personally responsible for my involvement in many uh, of the ministries here at St. Matthew's. And so I, I rejoice in, in the relationship that we had and and we even had some vacation time as found, you know, together. And that was a blessing. Um, uh, he was an example that took away all excuses, if you had any. You know, because you look at him and... And you said, "Yo, what hurt?" Or you, you, you what? You, you, you got you pressed for time, really? This man is catching the bus and going to work full time and ministering and heading a ministry. So I, I served with him, and and I'm honored to say that I was a friend. of Barry Mosley. And I'm thankful that, and it's only fitting that the last words he heard before entering glory was, well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen, you know, brother. Come on home. Amen. You know, because God has got some work for him to do there. So, Thank you. Uh, to the family, you got so many precious memories that'll sustain you and carry you as you move forward. Um, but we will all see him again. Praise God. Not because we're worthy of it, but because God decided a long time ago to choose us for some ungodly reason. I don't know why. I can, oh, I'm going to speak for myself. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to include everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Man. But every time I look at myself, all I can do is shake my head. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Amen. Uh, next, we will have Deacon Wayne Thomas, followed by uh, Deacon Jonathan Lambert. Are you here, Dickie Lambert? Okay. Can you move a little closer? This, this is about five minutes to walk from. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. I want to give my condolence to the family. Uh, 
I'm Deacon Wayne Thomas, and I came to this church about 32 years ago. And the first person I actually met was uh, Deacon uh, Mosley. And everybody else is saying the same thing I'm going to say is that first when I got here, he got me in the ministry. He was in the security ministry. And uh, he used to rule that uh, balcony. Them kids used to be so unruly, he'd kick them out of there. Zero tolerance. And uh, he was really tough, but he has a, had a great sense of humor. We, we, uh, I missed, uh, I'm going to miss now going to uh, Ocean City, Maryland, because we spent a lot of time down there. And um, we had a lot of fun, and uh, it's not going to be the same. So um, he was a good man. He was a mentor. Uh, he knew the word, and uh, we always talked about the word every time we got down in, in Maryland. He um, always called me, and uh, he asked me how I was doing. I said, well, you asked me, well, how are you doing? You know, you don't want going through. Uh, so uh, he was a very considerate person. He had a, a, a blessed heart, and he's a good husband, friend, and a deacon. He went all the way to Ocean City. I had to come back home just to teach class that Sunday. Amen. And uh, that was, I was really dedicated. Um, I'm going to miss him. Um, and I, I pray that, uh, that the family, that the Lord would, would bless you with consolation in time of need. And... Um, I thank you for asking me to say something about him. All right. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, brother. Amen. Deacon Lambert. First, I want to give all honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to our to my pastor, to the ministers, and condolences to the family. Um, uh, it's an honor for me to be, be asked to be up here, an honor to talk about my dear friend, Baron. Um, I knew of Baron, but when I first got to really know him as a friend was when I was walking as a deacon. And I was looking, I hadn't did that many communions, so I need to have some communions under my belt. So I missed about maybe five of them. So I needed, I looked around, and I saw Mosley. I said, this guy doesn't see that well, so I can drive him to the communion. So this, was, this is my setup. So I talked to him. He said he would take me. That's how he was. So he took me. I got in the car. I drive. He shows me the communion. I look at it. He reads it. I'm starting to drive. And the first thing he does, he says, I have a shortcut. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sitting in my car. And I'm saying, this, this guy doesn't see. I don't know him that well. I say, this, this is going sideways pretty fast. You know what I'm saying? So, so he, um, but he, I listened. He gave me directions. And I don't know. The Lord was with him. It was a good shortcut, better than I knew. And I'm saying, this guy cannot see. So one thing I know about Baron, my friend, was he was determined. He was determined to serve the Lord. Like you heard earlier, guys were saying, I would come to church and he would already be there and he took the bus. You know, how could you not serve 
watching his example. He was a great mentor. He went to all the meetings. I don't know how he got there. Sister Mosley, friends, and even at work, he was going to, he was determined. He was a determined guy, determined to serve the Lord, determined to serve his family and make sure his family had what they had. He made sure he got to work, rain, snow, you know. I remember it just was something else, man. One thing about Mosley, he would check on you, you know, call you out of the blue, even from in the hospital bed. He's, he's calling you, checking. I'm saying, you know, he, matter of fact, he, he called you and he says what he was going to do. He was just a determined person, determined to serve the Lord. And I remember on the communions, he had told me that we were here to represent pastor and also to serve our church family. That's how he was. He loved his church family. And he told me that we had to serve it on a third Sunday. So I didn't know what I was getting to by taking him to communions because he took it literally. I don't know how. He ended up giving out the communions. Next thing you know it, he's over them. And any leftover ones, like he had told me, we're going to, we're going to be determined and we're going to do all of these on Sunday. So Sister Mosey will know some nights we didn't get home till 7, 8 o'clock at night because he was going to do all these communions. So that's just how he was. He was just going to serve the Lord. You know, so I just want to thank the family for letting us have time with him. You know, I know he took a lot of time from you guys. I just thank the Lord for him and the friendship that I had with him. And even thank you, the week before last, you know, the Saturday before last, he calls me early that morning, and he says, he called and checking on me. I'm going to D.C. And I said, how are you doing, Moses? He says, I'm hurting. And he told me that he was going home. You know, as determined as he said, he was going home. And I said, okay, I'm thinking... He's gone home. So he did make it home to Maryland, but I didn't understand. But I didn't listen close enough. He said he was going home. Amen. He was going to be with Jesus, and I just didn't pick it up. Amen. I just thank the Lord. I know he's in heaven with Jesus right now, to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. And I just know Moses up there talking to Jesus, and I just want to tell the family you know, my condolences and just the memories. I still have smiles thinking about the different things, the jokes, and just how, how he was. Thank you. I just, I just thank you for this opportunity. Amen. Thank you, brother. Amen. Now we have Deacon Elder Ernie Armstead. I thought you forgot my name. <laughs> First, giving honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and to my pastor, Dr. Raymond Gordon, and to the Mosley family. Uh, Good morning, St. Matthews. I have a sign in my office that says, who a deacon is will be the foundation for what a deacon does. And that statement epitomizes Deacon Mosley. Diligent, determined, faithful, full of wisdom, patient, caring, not your average run-of-the-mill deacon. Deacon Mosley was ordained as a deacon November 21st, 1993, the first and the best class under the direction of Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. (laughs) Instructed by Deacon Walter Hicks and Deacon John Bethea, it included such deacons as Carl Blaine, Claude Jones, Eddie Grace, Kenny Williams, Juan Peterson, Tom Williams, and myself. So in this church, we grew up together. 
Barron served as an elder, deacon, teacher, ministry leader, men's breakfast, men's retreat committee, just a full-fledged servant of the Lord. All this while dealing with limited sight, but you would never know it because he was full of insight. Yes. One of the kindest, compassionate, caring men that you could ever know, with a great sense of humor, and he also served as a sports commentator for all the Philadelphia sports teams. (laughs) My admiration for Barron was enhanced when I had to discuss with Pastor Gordon, potential vice chairman for the deacons at that time. When Barron's limited sight came up, it was easy to defend him by saying, he does more and gets around better than most guys with 20-20 sight. Barron never proved me wrong. In closing, let me say these last two things. I'm sure Barron and Deacon Cliff Jones are up in glory together, joking around and having a great time. Uh, But number two, it has been an absolute privilege and honor to not only know Deacon Mosley, but to be able to serve humbly and diligently alongside him. Uh, He's at peace. He's out of pain. God rest his soul. God bless you, family. Thank you. Thank you very much for your remarks and your time management. <clears throat> At this time, we will have the reading of our resolution uh, by Deaconess Brenda Smith. Amen? Amen. Good morning, church. Our condolences, really, to the beautiful Mosley family. Deacon Mosley certainly was so special to us with that dry sense of humor. Kept us laughing quite a bit, and he certainly is going to be missed. Uh, Before I read the resolutions, I do have just one card, uh, but the family wishes to thank you for all of the cards and expressions of love that have been sent, and we'll acknowledge them at a later time. Remembering with you... When the heart is grieving, God comes near to bring his comfort to catch every tear. May God hold you close, comfort you gently, and carry you through. In prayer and sympathy, love, Pastor Gordon. Resolution of condolence submitted by St. Matthew's Baptist Church. There is peace in the Father's house. Be it resolved that our pastor, Reverend Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, the officers and members of the St. Matthew's Baptist Church, do hereby cause this resolution of condolence to be submitted unto Deaconess Annette Mosley and family in observance of the homegoing of your beloved husband, Deacon Baron J. Mosley, whose soul soared to glory on Friday the 4th of August in the year of our Lord, 2023. Be it further resolved, as Baron J. Mosley has completed his earthly journey and his heavenly pilgrimage has now begun, we are left to cherish his memory together with his family, will glory in his fulfillment of of his being absent from the body and present with the Lord, as we do accept with humility and grace that perfect will of Almighty God. Whereas life is but a vapor, the soul is eternal and never dies. And when its earthly life is over, the mystery of it is past and gone. 
as God shall reveal a new realm of life to that fleeing soul, one of joy and peace with him. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed and raised incorruptible unto immortality. 1 Corinthians 15, 51, and 52b. Submitted in Christian love with sympathy and prayers this 11th day of August in the year of our Lord, 2023. Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, Senior Pastor, Deacon Ernest Armstead, Chairman, Deacon's Ministry. St. Matthew's Baptist Church, Resolution of Condolence, St. Matthew's Baptist Church Ministries. Whereas it has pleased Almighty God to call from labor to rest the soul of his servant, Deacon Baron J. Mosley, on the fourth day of August in the year of our Lord, 2023, be it known to all present here, we the elders and deacons of St. Matthew's Baptist Church do deem it fitting and proper to submit unto our fellow co-labor in Christ, Sister Annette Mosley and family, this resolution in observance of the homegoing of your beloved husband. Whereas Christ also, having suffered death for our sins, that he might bring us unto God, for as he was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, so we do trust that your loved one will be made live again in the presence of God the Father through the finished work of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So weep not for the soul of Baron Mosley, for he has dropped his earthly robe of flesh and bids farewell while soaring to glory to rest at Jesus' feet. For as King David once said, Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee, Psalm 116.7. Submitted in Christian love with sympathy and prayers this 11th day of August in the year of our Lord, 2023. Reverend Raymond M. Gordon, Senior Pastor. Deacon Ernest Armstead, Chairman, Deacon's Ministry. Thank you. At this time, we, we, I wanted you to focus your attention on the screen, and please turn the volume up. strength to fight 
No tears to cry Even if I tried But still my soul Refuses to Let's give the Lord a hand. Uh, just a few words to the family before uh, the pastor comes with the eulogy. 
just a couple words of consolation. Death is never easy. It hurts tremendously. And sometimes it's hard to find the right words to share or to express. I remember when my mother died, I felt absolutely numb. I had lots of friends and family members give me their condolences, but the ones that always comforted me were the ones that brought God into the mix. St. Matthews, wish you peace. We wish you comfort. We wish you courage. And we wish you lots of love at this time of sorrow. Our heart goes out to you at this difficult time and we wish you the best and know you have our full support here at St. Matthew's in every moment. God's desire is to bring comfort to us when we are mourning. Amen? And now... We will have Reverend Juan Peterson from Angel Visit Baptist Church in Mount Royal, New Jersey, come with the eulogy. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise. God is good, isn't he? And he's worthy. I mean... He is worthy to be praised. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I will thank God for saving me. David said, I will bless the Lord. Not sometime, but at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mind. God is good. He's worthy to be praised in spite of what we're going through. He is still God and he is still on the throne. So let's give this great man of God a hand clap. If anybody knows he is worthy of praise, you should the deacons and ministers. Let's give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. For a life, a life that was well lived. And y'all know, sit down now. It takes something to live this life. My goodness. It ain't easy being a Christian. Can I get a witness? But it's right. It is the only life to live. And for that, weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. Let's give the Lord some praise. My goodness. To Pastor Gordon, the officers and members of this church that I grew up in, we certainly give honor to you guys to be here. And on this day here, we recognize in an exemplary servant in the name of Deacon Elder Byron, and I found out his name was Jesse Mosley, who was with me 
one of the members of who we call the original nine. Amen. Now, Luther's behind me. You know how he act. So I don't have a lot of time. Because I was like one of the crazy deacons, you know what I mean? I can't stand Luther running up on me. Say it again. But at any rate, he was a member of the original nine. And you get the gist, we was the real deal. We was trained by the real deal. My estimation is no better deacons in this world than Walter Hicks, Bethea, Grandison. You guys don't know what we went through. We came here from out of the world. I can't speak for anybody else, but I surely did. So it was basic training up in here. <laughs> Wasn't in here, but it was across the street. I'm telling you the God's honest truth. I kid you not, I'm not making those stories. But let me tell you something. Like the military, they broke us down and then they built us back up. Amen. All right, all right. They took our perceptions and vision from the world and then they gave us Christ's perception. All right. And we wasn't in this luxury building here, we was across the street. And you need to know that Barron was not only an exemplary, honorary, faithful man, but his family was as well. Because we used to go out and commune every third Sunday. And when we finished communing, we all went to their house to eat. The whole deacon board. They not only opened their home, they opened their hearts for us. Amen. Amen. And for that... I'm honored and humbled that you would even ask me to do your husband's eulogy because he was a good man, Amen. kind man, a man of character, a genuine Christian man. He wasn't faking it to make it. He wasn't somebody who wanted to wear the uniform and had wear the title, but he lived out the tenets of a deacon and for that reason, God is honoring him. Amen. The word eulo, eulogy comes from the Greek word eulogia. Wow. It means to say good words. That's right. That's right. Exactly right. And in his case, you don't have to reach and grab and look for some good words to say. Wow. Because there's more that comes to the mind than you have time to say. Because he was, in fact, a genuine man of faith, as you heard the stories from the remarks. Amen. He never wore his limitation on his sleeve, mm -hmm. even though you was aware that he might have had none, but you wouldn't have known that if he had to tell you, because he would never tell you. But he did everything we did. He kept up. In fact, Barry Mosley, in my deacon class, he was the voice of reason. He was the one who counseled us. So I'm absolutely certain that Barry Mosey is in glory, yeah. along with everybody else who lived the righteous life. He was a man who was persuaded in his faith. When you look at the Bible in Romans chapter 9, verses 38, this is the words that the Apostle Paul had to say with regard to 
this here life of ours. He said in Romans 8.38, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Briefly, I want to talk to you this morning about living the persuaded life. All right. Live the persuaded life. Let me explain something to you. We are of the faith, the only faith, where we don't get to choose our God. Our God chose us. In other words, you ain't here unless... He chose you. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 6 it says that for he had chosen you when before the very foundation of the world. That word of chosen is eklegoma. In other words when I go to shop right buy cherries, fruit, whatever I buy I just simply don't allow them to give me what they want, I take what I want. Yeah, right. I select what I want. In other words, God chose you out of everybody else because you are who he wanted. Yeah. Paul right here in Romans 8, 38, he's at the end of a an analysis where he's an examiner. How do we come to God? How do we get saved? And then by the time he gets from Romans 8 to Romans, um, Romans 1 to Romans 8, 38, he says, I am persuaded. Now you ought to need to know something. I'm not talking to lay Christians. I see all these black and white uniforms here. Bunch of deacons in the house. The last thing in the world the Apostle Paul wanted to be was a Christian. Come on, come on. In fact, he was killing Christians. Now, all of a sudden, here we are, fused later, and he talking about, I am persuaded. Neither death nor life or anything shall do what? Separate me from the love of God, which is in who? Christ Jesus. How in the world did Paul, all of a sudden, who was hating Christian, last thing he wanted to be, was a Christian. Now he's proud and persuaded about being a Christian. Can I get a witness? Well, the first thing Paul realized 
as I said, we didn't choose God. We didn't decide what church we wanted to go to. God chose us. Paul came to the conclusion, number one, that he was pulled out of what? The world. For what reason? So that God could manifest his purpose in Paul's life. Then Romans 8, 28 says, For all things work for the good of those who love the Lord, who are called according to what? His purpose. In other words, Paul was just like me and you. He was in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Tender master for men. Never to do what? Sin anymore. It was grace that saved me. God pulled Paul out of the world for the purposes of doing what? For the purposes of manifesting his purpose in his life. He did the same to me. He did the same to you. He did the same to Baron. That's what brought us here. To St. Matthew's. But Paul was not only persuaded because it was God who pulled him out of the world simply to manifest his purpose in his life. But then he tells us right there and explains why God did it in the first place in Romans 8, 29. He said, for whom he what? For new. He predestined. In other words, God had already predetermined what his destiny would be. Just like he had already predetermined what my destiny will be, what church I will go to, and what saints I will. He predetermined I will be here today. And you. He said, for whom he what? For no! When you understand the doctrine and theology of foreknowledge, you go to Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 6. And God was sending Jeremiah on an assignment to go to Jerusalem to be a prophet to tell the Jerusalem, to to tell the priest that he's getting ready to rain his wrath on them. Jeremiah had a complex saying, you surely you must have made the wrong mistake in calling me. That's how some of us deacons felt when we was called. You must be making a mistake in calling me. I'm with you. And I like to vision God as sitting back there listening to him, telling him what he's doing. God said, Jeremiah, let me tell you something, boy. Before you was what? Form. Where? In your mother's book. Come on. He says, I what? I die. When you look at the book of Genesis, I heard somebody mention the word hermeneutics, but it's a thing that's called the law of first mention. Come on, come on. And if you want to understand what a word means, you got to go and look where it was first mentioned. And in the book of Genesis chapter 4, verses 1, the Bible says, And Adam, Yada, his wife, knew her. Lord have mercy, she had to go to the drugstore and get a pregnancy test. The closest intimate relationship 
a person can have. Yeah, yeah. God is telling, he says, Paul says, I'm persuaded. Why? Because God pulled me from where? The world. For what purpose? The manifest what? His purpose in my life. But not only did he pull me for the world to manifest his purpose, he already predetermined what my destiny would be. Because he foreknew me. But thirdly, Paul tells us that in Ephesians, God has already positioned us. He said we are what? Seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Which means we are already, but not yet. Paul was persuaded. He was persuaded because God pulled him out of the world for the purpose of manifesting his purpose in his life. God predetermined what his destiny would be. God had already positioned him for a seat in glory. And now, Paul says, I'm ready. I am prepared. Why am I prepared, Paul? I am prepared because the promise of God, which are yea and amen, can never be broken. And one day, just simply to encourage our faith so that we could be persuaded, in a time like this, God sent his son to die. Come on. He was indeed crucified for our sins. Nailed to the cross with our sins. Stayed on the cross with our sins. Died on the cross with our sins. But if the story stopped there, we could not be persuaded. But the Bible said it was what? Early Sunday morning. That he got out of the ground. Not with our sins. But with power. And he's given me. And given you. That very same power. It is indeed power. That enables us to walk right. Power. That enables us to talk right. Power. That enables us to do right. But most importantly. It is the power. To be persuaded that nothing can ever separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Neither death nor life. Nothing. Yes. Lonely days will come. Yes. You're going to miss your partner for 54 years. Yes! There's times when your heart will be burdened. But when you look back over your years and remember all that God has done for you in spite of what you go through, you will be persuaded.
under normal circumstances, we will have an internment service. Amen? If we was at the gravesite, but we're not in the gravesite. We are going to intern him right here. And all that is is the final closure of our part of the administration of a human life on this side of earth. And the Bible says, for as much as it has pleased Almighty God in his wise providence to take out of the world the soul of our deceased, Deacon Elder Baron Mosby, we therefore commit his body to the ground, earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. We look for the life of the world to come through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, at whose coming in glorious majesty the earth and the sea shall give up their dead, and the corrupted bodies of those who sleep in him shall be changed, and the body of those alive remaining shall also be changed and made like unto his own body of glory. This shall be done according to the mighty working whereby he is able to subdue all things unto himself. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. May we all say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Father, we thank you for the memory of our dear brother, deacon, elder, and friend, Baron Mosey. We thank you for what he meant in the life of the church, in the lives of the members of this family and friends. And we ask that you will use this moment, Lord, this experience to draw all of us closer to him who loved us and shed his own blood from us. And in the days ahead, ahead by your grace, draw this family and friends closer to each other in love. We look forward to that day when the circle shall never again be broken. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Did he preach? Yes, he did. But we always, our pastor, we would not have a service here in St. Matthew's if we did not challenge this congregation. We always say our ABCs before we 
depart. That's admit, believe, and confess. In every audience, we have someone that does not know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as their personal Savior. Byron Mosley, Elder Mosley, is in heaven today, walking around shouting because he accepted Jesus Christ. You heard the pastor talking about how they walk as deacons together. He knew Christ. There's someone in this congregation right now, I know for a fact, that does not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I don't need you to get up and run down here. I just want you to know in your heart that you don't know him. And we're going to ask that you would just raise a hand or just raise a finger. Just nod your head. And God is leading you. We will see you again. I don't need you to come up. This is a homegoing. But I want you to acknowledge that you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Amen. Amen. We have one. Is there another? We have one. Is there another? Paul said, if you confess that you are a sinner, in Romans 10.9 and 10.10, Romans 10.9 says, if you confess the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that he raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that's all you have to believe. You admit you're a sinner. For we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and God raised him from the dead. And we confess that God, Lord Jesus Christ, is our Savior. If you believe that, the Bible says you will be saved. If we have one, do we have another? Just a hand finger or not? Amen. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for this service. We thank you for your well-being. We thank you for being our Lord of Lords and King of Kings. There's no one like you in all of the heavens and all of the earth, under the earth and all of the seas. For you are the first and the last, the beginning and the ending. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your patience with people just as I. Father, have your way. Bless this family, Lord, as we depart from this sanctuary. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray with thanksgiving. Let all of God's children say amen. 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 We will have a repast will be held immediately following the memorial service. Due to limited spacing at the venue, the repast is for the family and close friends. The location is Williams Town Hall, 800 North Black Horse Pike in Williams Town, New Jersey. Amen. And at this time, we're going to have a procession, precession, precessional out.
visions of you. I'm trying to pray, but where are you? I'm all church out, hurt and abused. I can't fake what's left to do. Come on. Truth is, I'm no strength to fight, no tears to cry, even if I tried, but still my soul refuses to It's my offering. 